Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome to a day of prayer in our morning Bible study. We're excited to have you with us and be able to join us and our family as we continue to study the Word of God together. So, can we get a volunteer to lead us in prayer? I'll pray. All right, sir. God, I just invite you into our meeting and allow you to work fully in and through us. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I also thank you for just... Fixing everything that we have and keeping our stuff intact and giving us the correct will. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus name, amen. 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 All right, so we're in Second Samuel. And today is chapter 4. Um, so let's just read it through. I'll get a couple different readers. Uh, we'll split it to verse 6. It's only 12 verses. All right? Okay. okay. All right. So, where would like to go first? I will. When Saul's son heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he lost heart and all Israel was troubled. Now Saul's son had two men who were captains of his troops. Of troops, the name was Bana, and the name of the other Rechab, the sons of Ramon, the Bureau thing. Mm-hmm. of the children of Benjamin. For Bereth also was part of Benjamin because of the Barothites fled to get, get to Eam <laughs> and have been sojourners there until this day. Jonathan Saul's son had a son who was lame in his foot, feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel and his nurse took him up and fled. And it happened as she made haste to flee that he fell and became lame. His name was Mith- Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Mm-hmm. Then the sons of Raymond, the Berethite, Rechab and Bana, set out and came out at about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth, who was lying on his bed at noon. And they came through, came there all the way into the house as though to get wheat, and they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and Banna, his brother, escaped. But when they came into the house, he was lying on his bed in his bedroom. They struck him and killed him, beheaded him, and took his head, or all night escaping through the plain. And they brought the head of Isbosheth to the to David at Hebron and said to the king, Here's the head of Isbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life, and the Lord has avenged my lord the king this day of Saul and his descendants. Wow. But David answered, uh, Rechab. Rechab and Bana, his, bro- mm-hmm. his brother, the sons of Raymond, the Beerthite? Beerthite. Beerthite, thank you. And said to them, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from all errors, errors Adversity. Adversity. Mm-hmm. When someone told me, saying, Look, Saul's dead, thinking to have brought good news. I arrested him and have executed Ziglag, the one who thought I would give him a 
reward for his news. Now, much more than how much more? How much more than the wicked men have killed a righteous person in his own house on his bed? Therefore, shall I not require his blood at your hand to remove you from the earth? So David commanded his young men, and they executed them, cut off their hands and feet, and hanged them by the pool of Hebron. But they took the head of Israel's chef and buried it in the tomb of Abner in Hebron. Wow. There's a lot there. Ooh. That was, that was rough. Sure is. So, we'll start with you guys. Do you have more questions, if any, or comments, or mm. most importantly, anything that the Holy Spirit revealed to you? I uh, found it kind of interesting how they tried to cover for what they did when they went to David and said, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. And the Lord has avenged my Lord the king this day of Saul and his descendants. I think it was a cover for their own murderous thoughts. Like, David didn't go back and try to kill his son. He said he promised Jonathan and Saul that he, would, he wouldn't wipe out his descendants from Israel so they wouldn't lose their inheritance as was custom, even though he was driven out himself. But... They had done this murderous thing, and now they're trying to cover for it and say, oh, well, the Lord avenged you. Mm-hmm. Almost like what I do with my mm-hmm. siblings. Like, well, I was trying to help you, and I was just trying to get something good for myself. Oh. So you should stop doing that. Yes, You should Mommy. not do that anymore. But, Mommy. Forever. Huh? <laughs> but, Mommy, I don't really do that. I mean, specifically, like, putting hands on people. I don't do that. I was trying to help you breathe. I understand, but let your motives be genuine mm-hmm. and pure. Do all things as unto the Lord, my sweet. Being led by the Holy okay. Spirit. All right. Okay, interesting. What else? My question was, why did they feel the need to go and kill Ishbosheth, and they were captains of his troops, not David's? And it was like traitors amongst the ranks here. No, they probably, probably wanted money. Well, they probably wanted to anyway, and they thought, oh, this will bring us into favor with David. I think the writing was on the wall, you know, that David was going to be king at some point or another, and it's a natural thing for humans to want to go, oh, that's okay, we'll just hurry this up a little bit. <laughs> you know, and we'll just help God out a little bit and cut the, you know, go ahead and kill someone or think, things of that nature, thinking they're helping or doing a favor. But right. they probably... Honestly, did they really have loyalty to Ishbosheth, or was there loyalty to Abner? Who was over them. Mm-hmm. And then Abner had already set his plan in motion. He had already, we'll, we'll say, defected mm-hmm. over to David's side. And round, rounded up Israel to come on over to David anyway. And it just happened that Abner died before he could finish that process out. That he would, you know, and I'm sure he already talked to his captains, like, this is what I'm doing. This is what we're going to do. This might have been part of the plan. Who knows? There, there's no indication, but for whatever reason, there it, it seems as though their loyalty, it appears that it's towards Abner and not Ishbosheth, because they had exactly. no second thoughts about him being their king. It was almost like it was invalid to them. He wasn't actually their king. He was something or someone else. Yes. And very lowly in their sight. They had no respect for him, because they should have been the most loyal, right? Yes. yes. And and when they talked about Ishbosheth in the previous chapters, they never sang like "Hail to the King, Long Live the King," like they did for Saul mm-hmm. or David, or even if you look in later chapters, what they did for other kings. 
that was not there. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. And, I mean, they have a whole long history of watching David, cultivating him. It's still... They watched him grow up. Yes. For, uh, at least to a certain point. But then they were also a part of the going against him, or, or as in following the orders of Saul. And they saw how unsuccessful that was. Right. And I'm sure they liked Saul, too, because he was there. You know what I mean? Like, there was loyalty to him. And also, um, but watching David come up, and they, David was one of them at some point. He fought battles beside these people. And while they followed Saul out of obligation and loyalty, doesn't mean that their heart was necessarily there for that activity and whatnot. You know what I mean? Um, But however it ended up, whatever their feelings were, and I'm sure they've waxed and waned, you know, they've come and gone along throughout the time, whatever it was, they didn't respect Ishbosheth as their king because they would never have raised their hand against him. They would have come up and taken the next place or position as general or whatnot and protected him and helped establish his kingdom. But there was no knitting of their heart to his. There's no loyalty, no anything. So. Anyone else? I also kind of found it interesting about the same time. First, Job murders Abner. Mm-hmm. Then, Ashbosheth is murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, I would phrase it like kind of that. It was like the enemy was stirring stuff up. Like I, I don't know really how to phrase this correctly, but I, I was just trying to get at the time period and how these things were just successful order of. Successive? Successive. Like run after the other? Sequential, yes. you mean? Mm-hmm. One yes. thing, then the next, then the next. Okay, yes. And how all these evil things were happening. And how David was also, he was, while he saw it, he was also trying to put it back to how it should have been. He was trying to establish justice and righteousness, not going along with it. Mm-hmm. Because you could see this was obviously a temptation. David could have been singing and shouting and dancing around, but he decided to execute them for what they had done. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That is a, a very good point. Now, we have scripture that tells us that it's in Isaiah 55, right? The word of the Lord goes forth, and it does not fail, but it will accomplish all his intended purpose, the Lord's intended purpose, right? Yes. Now, People are drawn away when they, what, are, have given to their own lusts, their mm-hmm. own lusts. So this is what these people, whether it was Joab or in this case, um, uh, Bana yes. and Rechab and yes, what yeah. they had purposed in their heart to do, because Remind. you see, especially no. in. Um, just Verse five and five through seven. They had already devised a plan, and they executed that plan, which they carried it out. Of how to get past the the guards, right? Yes, they had position, they had rank, right? All these other things, but what they stated, the excuse they gave, the lie, right? They were deceptive to the rest of the people in the house. 
and then utilized that. I took advantage of that opportunity to kill, well, I'll say their king. Mm-hmm. For what? Personal gain. To show or prove loyalty to David. I mean, the boldness and the, the lack of care that they had in putting forth their hand to their king was... Significant. Yeah. It's but like even then, how was how how David to trust that in the first place? How, how would he ever be able to trust these people? If they were willing to do that to someone they had served or had been serving. Pledged their loyalty to. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and we already read earlier on that this whole battle, one or battle, the establishment of David as king of all of Israel, took seven, seven and a half years, something like that? Or it says in an earlier chapter? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a significant amount of time mm-hmm. under also, the new king. I was going to say, yes. but also the fact that they're the same family, genie. genealogy. Genealogy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I'm kind of like, you guys are basically cousins. Why would you do that? So... People are led away, led away by their own lusts. Mm-hmm. Does anything make sense? Is anything is can any thought really be rational? No. Mm-hmm. No, because it all comes with a motive or whatever for their gain. That that's the sin nature. So David here, and and that's the other thing. They completely, if these people and they were, they were captains of this army, right? They would have known what David was up to. If you're there, they're still at, I'll say, war here, if you will. There's two kingdoms in the land. Yes. So you can only live peacefully up to a certain point, right? And clearly you have Joab over here conducting raids. Didn't say who he's conducting raids. I don't, I don't think. I don't remember. No, I didn't say. Okay, but so people from David's kingdom, that's the captain of his army, is conducting raids still. So there's going to be some semblance, some sort of conflict somewhere. Mm-hmm. But here's the, the ordeal with that. They would have known, should have known, David's response and reaction to, one, how Saul was treated, right? There was a whole funeral. There was all these things that he did for him. And then the same way Abner was treated, the grieving, the uh, for Abner, the song is grieving for Saul, grieving for Jonathan. The songs written about Saul and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I mean, as in a, a, a memorial, a, you know, respect and, and to honor them and their life. Yes. So, but also how how it was, right? How David treated the people that that raised their hand to them. That would have been known throughout the kingdom. <clears throat> And they chose to not pay it any heed, to not pay attention, and still act in a human perspective way of achieving their own goals, their own lustful desires. In a sinful capacity. All of humanity doesn't inherently do something wrong, you know what I mean, like as as a way of murdering. It can be there, but every thought that we have is not always murderous. 
right? So they've clearly gone over to the other side. There is a fleshly side that is in composition to the Lord, but because it's futile in comparison, right? It is um, incomplete and it is fleshly based, but it doesn't mean you want to kill God or things of that nature. Does that make sense? Um, But then there's the other side that's murderous. So we've, it's, it's departed into something that's extra in the sin nature, right? You've gone into being okay with murdering literally your brother, your cousin, and the king no less in being okay with that. And um, what was I going to say? Um, I'll say this. But David shows his consistency, his faithfulness, right, to doing the right thing. He even references it when he talks to these individuals that killed Ishbosheth. Right? And he says, I already did this. Someone else came in and tried the same thing. Right? And brought gifts. So here's a here's proof that I was there. Right? Um, yes. So here, here's proof you can trust uh, what I'm saying, right? It's truthful. It's the veracity of the information that's being given. There it is. However, you can't trust the individual and the spirit that was operating in and behind the actions. Exactly. So it's one thing to be, the Bible says that if we, are, if we walk in the flesh, then we'll fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? So that, that yes. kind of denotes a starting point. We either have the opportunity and the option to walk in the spirit. That way we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? But if we walk in the flesh, we're going to, of the flesh, reap corruption, so if you follow that trail, you know, you start at a starting point and it's like, okay, I have this, am I going to go with what the Holy Spirit's saying or am I going to listen to what the flesh is saying, right? Yeah. Well, you're at that point and if somebody decides to listen to their flesh, now they're going down that track and it's going to lead them further and further down of it until it has the opportunity to produce death and in some way, shape or form, right? And then usually along the line, there's some kind of demonic influence that is engaged and allowed to come forward mm-hmm. and draw that person further into those things. So that's kind of what I was referencing when I was talking about starting in, you know, like just being in the flesh doesn't necessarily take you to being a murderer. It's not necessarily synonymous. However, if you walk that line and you keep tracking that direction and ignoring the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and then you engage and allow the, the enemy to come in, it's not long before that happens. Right? Yes. So um, they have the opportunity, you know, to not be in their flesh. But because they were in their flesh, they're now blinded. Right? We, uh, uh, the New Testament talks about the God of this world blinding people. Mm-hmm. So you can't see the wisdom. And they probably assume that just because this other guy, the... Um, Amalekite. Right. The, um, the Amalekite was killed that they wouldn't be killed because he's a foreigner. They're Jews. But let's look at our own lives, right? When we do or operate in out of human perspective and nature, what's, what's always the thought? It'll be different for me. I'll get away with it. They just didn't do X, right, or Y or Z or whatever it is. But the rules, the rules are different for me. That, that's human perspective. That's a sin nature. <laughs> I'll say sin nature 101. And there's no way that you can operate and entertain sinful and ungodly things 
but still have full perspective and full view. You can't. It's an impossibility because sight, insight, wisdom, counsel comes from the Lord. Comes from the Lord only from Him. You can plan. You can stay up all night long. You can never get an ounce of sleep. You can plan for the worst and all of those kind of things, and you can still you will still be blinded and never see the whole picture and never be prepared for the trap that the enemy is setting for that person because truth comes from the Lord and you cannot rebel against him and disobey him continually and constantly and then think, oh, I'm going to hear and I'm going to know everything. That's foolishness. That's foolishness. It's not even, Satan doesn't even have omnipotence and omnipresence. It's not even available to him. And the only wisdom that he has is failing and flawed wisdom because God beats him at every turn. So listening to him could not, there's no hope that it could produce anything good in any person's life. Also, um, when they came and talked with David, that would be Rechab and Bana, they were like, you, you, you mentioned, Layla, that they were trying to go, look, look what Lord, the Lord did for you. But did you notice before then, they try to play on David's anger. They try to stir up anger on the inside of him. All Rem thoughts, feelings. Remember the bad things he did to you? The son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. So hoping that David would engage, right, and be in his flesh and engage in wrath or rage and go, yeah, that's right. He is one of them. But one of the, the things that I love about the Lord is that uh, I think it's Psalms or Proverbs says that there's no counsel against him. So you may, you may prepare the horse for battle and, and that day the chariot for battle, but victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to God. It's the Lord's. So you can do all you want to do. You can make all the plans, but you don't see and know everything because God only knows everything, right? Yes. So they were hoping that they could stir up and, and find a little prick of wrath in him, a little, a little point of contention in David, but they didn't know that David had already made a covenant with him that he planned to keep. Mm -hmm. A covenant with Saul, a covenant with his friend, Jonathan, that mattered. And that he'd already made a covenant with the Lord to be a man of his word at this point. So these people walking in fleshly, carnal, sensual, and demonic wisdom didn't know that there was a greater covenant in David's heart than in his mind. They didn't account for that. James in the New Testament addresses that. Uh, I'll say this situation exactly. I'll read the whole section. It's James 3, verses 13 through 18. It says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of the righteous or fruit of righteousness, excuse me, is sown in peace by those who make peace. Amen. You see that 
exact scripture that we just read in James. You can overlay it on this entire situation. These individuals murdered uh, out of wickedness, right? Mm-hmm. Evil, I'll say self-seeking, and mm-hmm. clearly demonic wisdom. But even David's response in action, right? It was about justice. They committed evil. Mm-hmm. And he was going to right that wrong. And in so doing, just as we've seen in all the other events, the one that David referenced and brought up concerning Saul, Mm -hmm. but also how he was dealing with and disciplining even Joab and his brother in their their actions of murdering Abner, Mm -hmm. right? It was about creating peace, right? Same with what David did in grieving for Abner. The whole, all his actions, all of that was about making peace. And peace that other people could see and know, discern to be true and genuine, sincere. Right? Uh, his, his actions, his thoughts, how he dealt with each of those cases, those situations about those people that were even his enemies. Right? How he interacted and dealt with them and and showed mercy and compassion. It was all about making peace. And it's the same thing with this situation and scenario here. Where, yep, David is also faced with an opportunity. An opportunity to accept what they've done. And condone it. Welcome them in. Right? Giving then the enemy a foothold and place within his own house and camp and mm-hmm. his kingdom. Or cut it off. Shutting out the enemy, not even allowing mm-hmm. it to have a place or foothold in his life, in his house, in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, yep, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And then also, well, it's a little extreme, but it wasn't for the day. Uh, he strung out the bodies. As what? Assigned to the others. For everyone. He made it known. This will not be tolerated or accepted. David is not interested in unjust gain at this point. He's not interested in wicked behavior, especially amongst the family. I'll I'll make air quotes, the family, but the whole family, the household of Israel and Judah. And Saul. Mm -hmm. And Saul's, specifically Saul's, well, household, Mm -hmm. his relatives. Like, stop doing this. Don't hunt them down. Don't kill them. You're not doing him a favor. It's, it's not right. It's not just. Mm-hmm. And it sure isn't righteousness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then even go so far as to, even after that, well, he doesn't have the whole body of Ishbosheth, but he even buries the head. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the part of the body that he has. He even buries that. Yeah. Showing honor and respect, even in death, to members of Saul's household, his family, as was the the promise and covenant he made with Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So he's still honoring that to the the best of his ability, sure. which uh, I, mean, I think you know, that's significant. Right, the Lord says to honor your vows, mm-hmm. and you see David executing that or walking in that. 
Yes. Anyone have anything else they want to, or that's been revealed to them? Didn't you find it interesting that David cut off um, their hands and feet? Yes. It then it was especially the hands that brought the attention because you can't really murder somebody without using your hands. You need your hands for everything. But it was also how they committed the crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They used their hands to cut his head off and their feet to run and bring the. Carry them all night throughout the plane, right? Yes. So, the exact things that were used, if you will. And then he also says, I'm going to require his blood at your hand and remove you from the earth. Yeah, it's significant. Yeah, it is. All right, we see that all the way back to, uh, I'll say, well, not the garden, but Cain and Abel, right? Mm -hmm. He raised his hand Mm -hmm. against his brother. Cain did. Cain raised his hand against his brother Abel. Yeah. But that wasn't the starting point. It was not. You remember we talked about kind of tracking and then the the enemy comes in once that human makes the decision to not only be in the flesh, but to continue down that path. And now the enemy comes into, right? We just read that in James chapter 3. And then we also see that in that instance with Cain and Abel because God stopped him and said, hey. He had a conversation. He was trying to teach him and educate him. Rule over it. Send weights at the door. And it wants to have you. Its desire is to have you. You should rule over it. You should be mm-hmm. a master over it. So let's talk about that for a second. We are we are humans, and we live in a flesh and blood world, right? We live in a tangible yes. world, but we are also, and more more so, more importantly so, we are spirit beings, Amen. right? The, uh, the believer, the person that has been brought in and, and rebirthed in Christ, right, is a is a spirit being. We are all spirits, but the spirit without Christ is, is not alive, right? And it's not in tune with the things of God. But when we are, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body, right? So that, that spirit being is accountable to the spirit world, you know, to, to the Lord, the spiritual things. Does that make sense? The most high God. And although we live in this world, we have the obligation, but the opportunity to choose. What are we going to do? And when we make those choices, so, for example, um, I'm driving down the street. And, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the Lord. I'm thinking about the things of God. I'm just fine with him. But then somebody pulls out and cuts off, and I've got to swerve to save my vehicle and myself or to Whoever's not hit this it. person yeah. and my family, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden, my eyes pop open wide, and a little flash of anger shows up, and I'm ready to go beep on the horn and i didn't say cuss words i said beep on the horn and now i'm ready i've i've left my domain of being in the spiritual realm right walking in the spirit and now i've i've come on over i transitioned over to my flesh because i'm angry now and anger is not the only thing that we tend to engage in but it's one of the first things yes and also doesn't mean that you can't honk a horn to someone to get their attention (laughs) To safely get their attention, yes. but I'm talking about the one that it, wants to anger. chase them down, yes. and uh, my eyes are a little road rage. I'm angry. 
I'm in anger, right? And I'm not honking my horn for their safety, for my safety. I'm honking it because I'm upset, right? And I'm, I'm tempted. Am I going to chase them down with my vehicle? Pull up alongside of them, eyeball them, fly a bird. <laughs> it's still, not it's still the picture. A, not the picture. No, these it's, are natural responses and actions right? when operating out of the flesh. Or, and it happens in an instant, right? So what is that person's choice? What do they do after that's happened? Do they continue? Do they go, oh, I'm going to follow that thought that says pull up beside them, look them in their eyeballs, roll my window down, yell in their face, swerve towards them to pay them back or put my fingers up and make some symbols with my hands, or, or just as quickly as I found myself in anger, grab a hold of myself. Make myself be still. Make myself be calm and submit to what, is God, what God has already said and put on the inside of me. Just as fast as it shows up, that's as fast as you need to get rid of it. We are human beings. And we are not yet perfected. We are working towards it. So, but that means that things are going to come. Assaults are going to happen as a way of the enemy going, uh, can, I, can I get a response out of you? What are you going to do? Am I going to get you to start on that journey, that track of walking in your flesh and let it carry you down the road? Which at that point, when I choose to follow and engage it and allow the enemy to come in, now he can have a heyday. Now he can have the opportunity to bring forth death. Whether it's physical death or it's the death of your freedom, the death of your, um, your, the life of blessing that God has for you. Right? Yes. yes. So but it all starts with a seed. So are you going to allow him to plant that seed and then over time water it? And all, right? we, we see this played out with David's life. Mm -hmm. we, we've discussed that uh, just last week. So it's significant. Are you going to allow him to do that? Are you going to deal with it while it's a seed and easy to be dealt with? And you should deal with it quickly. And yes. that, that's the point of what I'm saying. Don't let time come in. Don't follow and trace those thoughts that are wrong and in flesh and in vengeance and in anger and in wrath or sensuality, inappropriate sexual thoughts and behaviors. Don't track with it. As soon as it pops up, the thought occurs and you're like, oh, catch yourself. Get a hold of yourself. It goes back to the scripture you brought up. What we sow in the spirit, we will, in fact, reap in the spirit. And what we sow in the flesh, we will, in fact, reap corruption. That's what the flesh does. Because it doesn't produce anything good. Okay? The flesh yes. without Jesus doesn't produce good things. It cannot. There's nothing good in it. So, so that's why the Lord sent the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to lead us, teach us, guide us into all truth, wisdom, and knowledge. That's why. So mm -hmm. that's how Jesus lived his life in, time on, in his time on earth as a man, right? Mm -hmm. Being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. As our pattern example, I'll say so much so that he only said what, the, mm -hmm. what he was led to say and only did what the Father did in every situation, which is why he also had the results that he had in his ministry. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's not, it, there are tr there's trouble that's common to man. So that means the enemy comes with the same things to try to attempt to seduce and derail the human life. Be aware of what those things are. He came with the same things when he tempted 
attempted to tempt Jesus, right? When he was trying to derail our Lord and Savior, he came with the same things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, right? Then the pride of life almost always includes wrath and anger. How dare you cut me off? How dare you speak to me this way? How dare you not pay me what I want, what I'm worth? How dare you, et cetera, et cetera. He came in those same capacities and the point is that it's not that he won't come to be who he is. The thief comes for nothing else but to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. He's going to be who and what he is until he's thrown into the lake of fire, right? Yes. But it's for the believer to not be ignorant of what the enemy is trying to do and to prepare him or herself by being prepared and guarded with the word of God, but also having on the full armor of God, which includes the word, right? Yes. yes. And... Be ready to keep your own flesh in line with God at all times. Don't let your car drive off without you, if you will. Don't engage those thoughts of ungodliness. Recognize them immediately. Don't entertain them. Don't think on them a little bit longer because it oh, felt good. And then go, oh, I'll, I'll take care of it later. Deal with them in the moment. Right now. As soon as they show up, you, be, you come back with the force of the word of God. You come back with subjugation of your own physical body, your flesh and your thoughts, and you bring everything under the captivity of Jesus Christ because he's already set a standard for us. And and there is also forgiving. Absolutely. Forgive them in the moment. That's, again, the pattern example set forth in Christ. Amen, honey. Forgiveness is not an option for us. It is a requirement. And when you forgive, you immediately put that stuff to rest. You immediately take the sting out of it. You take the fire out of it. You take the ability of it to produce anything extra in you because now you've come into alignment and agreement with the Most High God and what our Lord and Savior has already told us to do. Right? Yes. And you kept yourself in alignment to receive the protection that comes as a result of our obedience to God, to receive the guidance and the sound counsel and the wisdom, right, and the blessing and the favor. You've kept yourself in alignment with that. Do you beat yourself up just because you noted that because you got angry and you saw all those thoughts that flash between your eyes before your eyes? No, 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 no. What you do is prepare. When you notice something like that happens, okay, I saw what happened, Holy Spirit. Let's let's deal with this. Let's go talk about it. Let's get in the word on it and see what you say about it and prepare yourself with it because it's going to happen again because the enemy is going to do what he does. He's going to right? try continually. Right, that's what it says about Jesus when he was tempted in the wilderness. After, mm-hmm. it says that Satan left and for waited for a more opportune time. Absolutely. So looking for another opportunity mm-hmm. when Jesus, or as we're talking about us in this mm-hmm. case, right, when we're weak or beaten down or tired, or, right, any of those natural human factors that or, are just a part of life. Or we're just about at the point to physically reap and inherit that blessing that God has been telling us about. Amen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He's going to look for those opportunities. Mm -hmm. How are we going to respond? In love, as in through and with the love of God, and forgive and deal with those things immediately in the moment? Or are we going to allow the devil a foothold in our lives? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we've been tracking that with David the, the last couple of chapters. We mm-hmm. saw the seed here, 
Now let's let's see where it pops out on the other side, and it's so. Oh, oh, ahead, and there's baby. still more to go with that. There yeah. is, but we're we're tracking that. We're looking at the life of believers. We're looking at, in particular, right now, we're looking at David's life, but we're looking at lives of the the lives of believers around him as well, or people around them to see how do they get from point A to point B, because it's easy to go, oh, they didn't have any troubles, or God just loved them more than me, or. I don't know what they did, but if we look at the true. word, right, exactly, exactly. Um, God is no respecter of persons, but if we track it down, if we look at it, then we can guard against it, right? Then we can walk in the Lord and in the spirit more because we understand what's happening and going on around us. God doesn't want us to be ignorant, but he wants us to understand what the will of the Lord is and that his will, we already know, is that we are fully equipped to do the task that he gave us, right? Not just about the destiny track, but also triumphing and prevailing and having victory in our life as God gave it to us. He's given us everything that we need. Mm -hmm. We actually have to walk in it. Absolutely. Were you going to say something, sir? Um, yes, but I can't quite find what I was looking for. It. Okay. Can you discuss it? Yes. Okay. Well, let's go with that. Um, first I would like to bring up like what Leo was saying that they're trying to throw their the Lord's name into the mix to try to um play on David's religious and relationship with the Lord factor. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord was showing me that with Joab, um you can see that he left mercy and grace. He not He departed from mercy and grace. No, the Lord still gives grace, like in previous, like in the book of okay. Kings, he says he's going to do this thing, but he gives you the opportunity to turn back mm -hmm. and to come back to him. And you can see that the scripture I want to bring us when it says, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, mm -hmm. we've done all these things in your name, will enter the kingdom of heaven. They're obviously trying to throw their name into the mix, like, Lord, give us grace. We try to do this for you. You can see they're trying to do that exactly. We murdered somebody for you. Try to avenge David for you. You can see they're trying to do that in this thing and how the Lord is still carrying out what he said there. I don't associate with that. I don't condone it. I don't allow it to take place. Mm -hmm. That's all. It's interesting. It's a good point. Yeah, so people think they're doing God a favor well, and doing things. There's that, but the words don't always add up, right? And that's why we have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10, talks about various um, gifts of the Spirit, right? Of the Holy Spirit. And in there, it was the discerning of spirits. That's partway through verse 10. Um, he talks about the working of miracles, mm -hmm. another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. Okay, but discerning of spirits. We've already talked, I won't say at length, but we've we've talked a, a good portion of this chapter about understanding what spirit was being used and operated, right? All of that can only be revealed through the Holy Spirit. So, yep, if you if you want to look at it that this and out of human perspective, well, they did an act or action, right? Claiming it was from the Lord. So, and we talked about this earlier in First Samuel, 
how yep, they put the Lord's name in there. So check that box. And we did this action. And mm-hmm. hey, so now it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Now reward us. And David, yes, because of the anointing, the Holy Spirit working in and through him, all right, which comes from his relationship with the Lord, he's able to discern, no, this isn't from the Lord. How does this, right, all these other things that we mentioned in James, mm-hmm. how does it create peace? How does, right, it doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. So there was discernment given there mm-hmm. uh, as to which spirit it came from, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit or demonic spirits mm-hmm. and demonic wisdom. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, another key part of why we need the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's in all truth, wisdom, and knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, but with the scripture you brought up, where there's people that are going to say, "Lord, Lord, we did all these things in your name," and He's going to go, "No, depart from me. I, I never knew you." That's discerning. We we know that God discerns between the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Word of God does that, right? Jesus yes. is the Word, but that is an attribute that belongs to Jesus, the Most High God, because. Um, we saw that in the beginning parts of First Samuel where the, the brothers were brought before, David's brothers were brought before, and God said, I don't look at the outward appearance. Like, man, I look at the heart. So he knows the truth. Regardless of what we say, he knows the truth of what's behind everything. He knows what's on the inside of us. So, yes, that's an example of how God discerns. Like, yeah, you can tell me it all day long or you can wrap it in a pretty bow, but God knows what the real motives are. Right? Yes. Good job. Mm-hmm. Thank you, honey. Anything else? Or anyone else? No. Okay. Well, let's pause there for today. And we'll pick it up again next time. All right? Who wants to close us out in prayer? I will. All right, Kyla. Kyla. In your name, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for today, God. We thank you for ministering to us, God, and that you know the truth and the thoughts and the motives behind someone's action, God. And that you also give us the Holy Spirit to help us discern, God. We ask that you equip our listeners, God, and you work miraculously in their lives, God, and you give them the ability to discern what you're saying, God, Mm -hmm. and the understanding as well, so they can comprehend what you're saying and you're teaching us and teaching them through us, God. Mm -hmm. We ask that you continue to bless them, God, and watch over them and keep them in their daily lives. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. 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 We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.